Welcome to Online Marketing Stuff You Need to Know with Jono. Are you a small business owner that wants to grow your business with online marketing? If so, you're going to want to listen to what Jono Long has to say about the latest trends in online marketing for small businesses. Here's your host, Jono Long. Hello, everyone. My name is Shane Hodge, and uh, I'm the CEO and uh, co-founder of the Camel.co, where what we do is we build websites and we do digital marketing. We're a Google partner. We've been running since 2013, and uh, I think we've built hundreds of thousands of websites and done thousands of Google ads and so forth. And we're in the Philippines and Australia, and we also have another team in India, which are the Camel India. And we've got close to 200 people in total, and it's all fun and games. It's a bit of a hot day. It's uh, 1 a.m. in the morning for me, so I'm looking forward to sharing. Let's have some fun. I appreciate you being here. My name's Jono with Social Sphere Media, and Shane and I have partnered on lots of websites with his company, and he has been a great support to what we're doing. And he shares a lot on his uh, social media, and, and I've learned a ton from him about managing my business better, being a better salesman. I think the reason I'm excited about what we're going to talk about today and just hearing you and, and all that you have to say about this is because I don't think I'm very good uh, at, at selling. And I think any small business wants to get better. I know I do. I've always felt uncomfortable selling. I, I worked for Apple for a couple of years, taking phone calls from home. It was a sweet gig, just taking little calls. A lot of times it was sweet little uh, old ladies or older men who just didn't know how to use their phone and they just needed help. And it was a lot of easy stuff. And, and so all my numbers were good and Apple measured everything. They had you know metrics for everything. How long we were on the call? Did we resolve it? Did they fill out the survey and give us a customer satisfaction ranking, all that was measured. And I, you know, I got, num it, it was easy to climb the ladder at Apple. You could get promoted easy as long as those numbers were up. But my manager always fussed at me because the one metric that just was terrible was I never sold the Apple Care protection plan. If someone didn't have the Apple Care plan on their phone at the end of the call, that's when you tell them, hey, look, we offer this. You don't have it. This call would have been free. This repair would have been covered if you had the Apple Care protection. And what's the, the craziest part of it is that I worked for Apple in 2013. So here we are almost 10 years later. I've upgraded my iPhone every year. A couple of my teenage kids have iPhones. My wife has an iPhone. I buy Apple Care for every phone, even though I don't work there anymore. I bought it then. I believe in it. I believed in the product then. It wasn't that I felt like I was ripping people off. I still believe that yeah. you should buy Apple Care way before you buy any of the insurance from the carriers, anything like that, buy Apple Care. I, I, mm -hmm. I am a Mac evangelist, right? But when it came time to actually sell it, I just shut down. I just could not sell. Some of it was insecurity. Some of it was just, I don't know. I was raised with my grandparents. I was just taught, you don't ask people for anything, you know? So there's all these things kind of working, I think working against me mentally. And then of course, a lot of my background is I was a pastor for a long time. And, and so, you know, you can make the argument that I was selling there, but that, that kind of feels weird to say that I was selling there. But I think a lot of those skills of marketing that I learned in the church world carry over. So Anyway, all that to say, I'm excited about what you've got to say. I'm excited about getting better myself. 
I know that our friends who have signed up and who are watching on Facebook and YouTube are excited to hear what you've got to say because we all just want to be better. We're all trying to grow our businesses. We're all trying to sell more. And Shane is someone who has done this and has a proven track record of being able to sell things, no doubt. And so I'm just going to let you talk. I'll have some questions possibly, but I'm going to I'm going to follow your lead. We've got some slides here, but Shane, I'm just going to let you take it away here. I'm going to hand it to you. Wow. Fantastic. Probably just a bit on that as well, you know, because I, I introduced myself as what we do now, which is the Camel.co, but a little bit more background. So, you know, people will be wondering, well, who is this guy? You know, like, yeah, I've got a successful business, but what gives me that authority, if you want to call it that, to talk about selling? Well, I'm 63 years of age and I've been selling since I was basically 23 years of age. And what have I sold? I've sold door to door. I've sold used cars, new cars. I sold cloth protectant door to door, you know, so people could put it on their sofas. But then on the other end, I sold multi million dollar telephone systems. I sold $50 million wireless networking systems. But the point about it is that no matter what you're selling, whether it be something that worth, you know, 50 bucks or whether it be worth 50 million, it's the same process. The only thing that's different is the length of time that it sells. But a good thing about that is I can remember when I was uh, first introduced to selling major telephone systems, the sales cycle was normally about 18 months. And I went in and thought, that's pretty crazy. I'm not going to wait 18 months to get paid commission and things. So I ended up doing my first deal, which was, I think, $3.7 million back then. And I closed that deal in three months. And, and I think the major reason was that I wasn't a technical salesperson. I was just a, a relationship salesperson. I go in there and I make friends. <clears throat> and what else I did was, I focused on the sizzle, not on the steak. And you find it's a big problem with a lot of people, uh, especially in this day and age that things are so technical. And because you've got Facebook and you've got all this sort of stuff, it, it's made people uh, that they go way too much in the steak. And you've got the history of this year, and I was actually happy when I read this, that don't sell the steak, sell the sizzle. It was actually started by a guy, guy named Elmer Wheeler, right? This was in the 1930s. And this guy was just so famous. It's crazy. And one other little interesting thing about him was he's the only public speaker ever to win an Oscar. Did you know really? that? No. Yeah, he did a presentation in front of 20,000 people. And it was that good. It got him an Academy Award. The other thing he was famous for, he was quite overweight. Okay. And he went on this diet and did all these things and lost all this weight. But he found his popularity actually dropped. He put the weight back on. You can't just sell the steak. You got to keep some of it. Eat yeah, he it was too. eating a bit too much steak. That's what he actually said. But the thing that Elmer focused on was, you know, sizzle. That's what makes you want to eat a steak. And what's the theory behind it? That if you look at it, if you're sitting in a restaurant and they walk past with one of those sizzling platters, right? And that's that one that, you know, it's got that garlicky and it's got the onion and it's got the gravy. 
and it's, you know, crackle, 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 and you're staring at the menu and you're thinking, oh, what am I going to eat? As soon as that sizzling platter walks past and grabs you by the nose, I guarantee you, you're going to want to order steak. Yeah. And it could be seafood, it could be anything that's sizzling, all right? So what will happen is that you'll be so excited about that steak or about those beautiful prawns or lobster or, or salmon fillets or whatever, that will be the thing that drives you to order. But when you look at it, you've got that menu in front of you, which is the steak and it's cooked in a red wine sauce. It doesn't really have any emotion to it. The only thing that's really exciting is your eyes when you're reading it. And you've got to get your imagination going. And if you think about it, everyone out there today, all of us have got a bit of steak. Whether you're selling real estate, your steak is a house. If you're a hairdresser, your steak is cutting hair. You know, if you're a dentist, the, the steak is the fillings and everything. Mm. That's what it's all about. Why? If you and I sat down now and we typed in Google I want someone to help me build a website. How many people would it give us the option? How many pages would it give us the option to look at what they're doing, to look at their website? Hundreds of millions. That's hundreds of millions of stake, right? And when you get to the websites, what does it normally go on about? It normally goes on about how fantastic and they do this platform and they do this and they do that. You know, they'll make you look like Picasso with this and that. But it's really not selling the particular sizzle that makes them stand out among the other hundreds of millions that are on. If you think about real estate, when you uh, walk down a street and you see all the pictures of all the houses... Basically, every real estate agent is exactly the same as the next one and the next one and the next one. They're all got steak sitting in their front window. If you walk into a hardware store and, you know, you've got hammers and you've got saws, usually what you're getting presented is just a steak. Yeah, the hammers are down there. All the chainsaws are over there. What we want to talk about today is really getting into the fact of what is the sizzle in your business? Do you show that sizzle on your website? Do you show that sizzle on your presentations? Do you show that sizzle? Why is it? Well, we've got to bring in another point, and that is another gentleman. His name was Sigmund Freud. Now, Sigmund Freud was a super famous uh, psychiatrist, psychologist, and he worked on another principle that works really well with selling the sizzle, not the steak. And that was that everything we do in life, we're only motivated by two things. And those two things are pleasure or pain. So when you're selling scissor, what are you trying to trigger? Pleasure. Some pleasure, yeah. Right? So everything you're talking about, it must be sizzle. Now, we could get into a little even more deeper by saying, well, you've got to qualify people first to find out what their pleasure is, right? But we'll take it for granted that you pretty much know your product and you should know what, what they're really looking for. Mm -hmm. But it's a case of when you're promoting your business and you're promoting yourself, what is it in your product that gives the most pleasure? You talked about iPhone. What's the pleasure about owning an iPhone? They can do anything. They can talk to people. They're sexy. They're sexy. When you've got an iPhone, someone else could have a, a Samsung whatever, 
But there's something sexy about an iPhone. There's that pride. You know what I mean? When they see that little Apple thing on the back and, you know, I don't know what it's like. You know, in the States, it's pretty much, I think, the number one selling phone, right? But in the Philippines or in other places in Asia, if you've got an iPhone, that's a bit of status. So when you go in to look at an iPhone, what's the sizzle? Well, the sizzle is, yeah, it does everything, but, oh, I feel so special when I got that hanging in my ear. And it's the yeah. same as a Mac. Well, it's funny you bring that up because I held on to this. Let's see if I can find it. But when I worked for Apple, it was great insurance, of course. You know, now that I'm self-employed, not so great. But working for Apple, the insurance was amazing. I held on to my insurance card because they put the sizzle. The sizzle was everywhere. You had the yep. Apple logo on your insurance card. So it was so funny, man. When I would go to the doctor and hand over my insurance card to the ladies at the desk and they would see the Apple logo, it almost felt like it's the closest I've ever felt to being a celebrity, man. Just the way they treated you. And, and so, yeah, definitely. Apple has been able to sell some sizzle and inject it everywhere. Yeah. And, and that's all sizzle. And it's all pleasure. There's no pain about buying an iPhone. And if you look at all the advertising from Apple, it's all about pleasure and it's all about sizzle. You know, it's my favourite website. Even the way they take their photographs, it's all about sizzle. It's all about pleasure. People buy what it will mean when they aren't a product or service. It's the sizzle. It's the pleasure. So... What we want to look at is, if you're a business out there today, how are you, first up, promoting your business? If you have a good look at your website, are you promoting the sizzle of your business? I'll give you an example. The Camel, we, we do fulfillment of websites. That's what we do. But we don't call them websites. We call them customer attraction programs. We call them first web impression. Because if it's website, that's just a stake. Every one of those hundreds of millions that are on Google, they're all selling websites. We don't sell websites. We sell customer attraction programs. Sir, do you want to attract more customers? Well, we have a customer attraction program that is just right for you. And everybody wants more customers. And I'm sure you want them more than everyone else. Sir... Don't you understand how important it is to be attractive to Google now? Everyone searches for everyone on Google, right? What we have is we have programs, customer attraction, but they're also attractive to Google. Fast. Google loves them. I'm selling the sizzle of our business. I'm not selling SEO programs. I'm not selling websites. I'm selling customer attraction programs. That separates that takes- me already. That takes some convincing. You and I have talked about this before, you know, because a lot of times when you sit down, a business owner comes to you about a website and this is not their fault. They, they don't sit around building, thinking about websites, web design and customer attraction all day. They, they want their business to grow deep down this site. They want it to grow. But when they think about it, we have to talk them out of building an art gallery. Yeah, about their business. We're not building a shrine to how awesome you are showing the sizzle of your business. What separates you from everybody else? So putting 10 pictures of your work trucks on the homepage may not be the best option, you know, because it seems like a lot of business owners, when they think about their website or they think about 
their competition looking at their website and they just want a website that looks better than the competition. Yeah. They're not thinking about, you know, does it look good on a phone? Is it easy to find what the client needs? Can they text me? Is it a one click to call? Can they find everything they need? But they're thinking, no, I just wanted to look cool. We have, I have a lot of those conversations because yeah, I want to build you a, a sales machine, not an art gallery. Yeah. And, and every business out there has got something that's special, something that is totally unique, especially, for instance, if they're regional businesses. We're local. We're part of the baseball team. Right? You're right. They don't want to see your truck. How many websites do you see that? You know, something that gets rid of pests, right? And what do they always put up there? A, a picture of their truck with their name on the side with some big ant being squashed or something like that, right? But what's <laughs> special about them? What is a sizzle, right? We are the number one people. We get rid of more ants in downtown Albuquerque than anyone else in the business, and we do it with a smile. There's a great guy in Australia who's a snake catcher, right? And he is so famous now for the fact that he put up a YouTube channel about catching snakes, and that's the sizzle of his business. When you go to his website, what does it show you? It shows you where it's got snakes in people's uh, bedrooms, all the everyday things that are causing people pain. He shows them the pleasure by the fact that they catch the snakes and they do it all for you and they carry them away. So he's selling pleasure and sizzle. That makes him so different than everyone else. Is that the big problem in Australia? Snakes under the bed in people's homes? Oh, this guy, he's on the Gold Coast in Queensland. Which is where and all the great white sharks are too. Oh man, it's terrible. But what has happened is the property developers, you know, God bless them, they've got to develop their property. But what they've done is everyone wants to have that rural home and they'll have it where... You know, they've got, you know, acres and acres of what was bushland and they've turned right. it into housing lots. Oh. But what they forget is the snake and the lizards and spiders have been living there for a long time. And just because you build a house doesn't mean that that carpet python is not going to still want to eat something and he'll get in your house. It's huge. It's like alligators in Florida. You think because you build a golf, but understand the alligator has lived on that golf course before you were hitting a nine. Wow. So uh -huh. this guy is removing some pain and uh, giving people the pleasure Give of pleasure. not having to wake up with a python wrapped around them. So. No, he's famous now. He's done really well, but it's a bigger problem you can imagine. People freak out, you know, but this yeah. guy is nonstop you know, getting called out all the time. And that's the other part of his sizzle, right? He fact that he's on call, he gets there, he's dressed in these really great uniforms. There's not one picture of his truck, which is really yeah. good. But yeah, we could look at any business and you could look at any product or service. You know, when you're, you're demonstrating something, what separates you? You know, the old elevator pitch that you should be able to tell someone about your business in three or four minutes. Mm -hmm. If you got stuck in an elevator, well, that's selling sizzle. If yeah. you gave them a story that was something like the, the technology behind the shampoo you use in your hairdressing salon, 
that's going to put people to sleep. It's yeah. going to be a painful conversation, not a pleasant one. But if you're a hairdresser and someone says, hey, tell me about your bit, you know what? We have the greatest hair salon and we're so excited because we watch all the latest designs and hairstyles on all the videos from Europe. And what we're excited about is putting you in a place where people look at you and go, wow, what a great head of hair. Yeah. That's what drives us. That's the passion. And yes, we use all the latest and greatest when it comes to shampoos and colours. But what's important, we focus on making you look great. That's selling sizzle. So how does somebody kind of, they're in their business, they've got a good product, they believe in it, but they haven't really thought through the sizzle. You can't really manufacture sizzle necessarily, or maybe you can, but what does somebody need to do to think through and, and really process and come up with what are the, the aspects of my product, my business, my service that I offer? How do I make it sizzle? And how do I shift from just talking about the product to really setting myself apart and, and making it really communicating the sizzle? What are some of the steps they need to take and think okay. through? Let's go back to Mr. Freud, right? His pleasure and pain principle. That any product or service, there's got to be a reason what's going to give people pleasure if they buy it, they book it, they use it. There's got to be pleasure points and there's got to be pain points. So to get to the sizzle, what you've got to focus on is sitting down, having a look at your product and service and say, what is it about this that gives people great pleasure when they buy it or they book it? If you've got a, a hotel property, a resort, what is it that's really special about your property, your hotel, that gives people great pleasure when they go there. If you've got a restaurant, what it is about your restaurant that gives people awesome pleasure? What is it that's great about your menu? What it is special about the way you cook? When you get to the pleasure points, that creates your sizzle because that's why the people are going there. They want to be pleased. No one goes to a hairdresser to get a really bad haircut. They go there to look super glamorous and fantastic. So what is the sizzle that you want to give them? How you're going to make them look fantastic and sexy and wonderful. We're going to look, make you look fabulous today. You know, you see it in the movies where, you know, you get the out of control hairdresser who's going, we will make you look fabulous today. And they put them in and they're, you know, doing makeup and they're doing all this other stuff. And it's all about you are going to look fabulous. You're going to be the belle of the ball. You're going to be the best GQ magazine front cover businessman ever. That's sizzle. And it's giving them pleasure. You've got to be able to deliver on the promise as well. Well, that's important. I mean, I know when we say we make customer attraction programs, we'd be pretty bad if they don't look very customer attractive. Now, what we're getting to here is we're talking to people. We're saying, well, how are you going to improve your business? Well, the fact is, John, they want to sell more or they want to book more bottoms on seats, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you've got to put in a bit of work. And that also means maybe you have to lift your game. You get to the point where you're looking at the pleasure and pain points of your product, service, or what people book, 
and you can't find any pleasure, well, you've got a problem. So that's a good thing that you look at the pleasure <laughs> and pain points. Your goal is how am I going to present the sizzle? I mean, you watch Gordon Ramsay where he goes to a restaurant and they want help. They've got no sizzle. The food they're serving gives more pain than pleasure. And Gordon Ramsay is brutally honest with them. And then they've got to go through this process where they start to realise, well, what we're selling is really bad. People don't want to eat it. No wonder there's no bums on seats. What are we going to do to create some pleasure so we can start promoting the sizzle? So it's a really good exercise. You know, if, if you're selling real estate, and you've got really bad listings that nobody wants to look at, well, maybe you're going to have to start to look at the the listings. If you're selling used cars and every one of them, the tyres are flat and the things are out of gas and people want to take a test drive and you say, well, I can't because the car's not running, well, you better take a, a good look that you're causing more pain, no pleasure. And so it doesn't matter. Any product or service that you bring if you're self-employed or even if you've got a lot of salesmen and and sales are down and you've got this guy selling, well, you've got to start promoting the sizzle. The first thing you've got to do is what causes pain in our business, but what gives people pleasure? And I'm my own business. One of the things that gives people pleasure is we focus, one of our sizzle points is Love. We love our customers to death. And we talk about it all the time. And it's one of the greatest pleasures that we can give someone. And we use it against our competitors because we know how much pain they cause people because they're yeah. selling steak all the time. They're not selling scissors. You know, it's it's interesting when we onboard new clients and we bring them on selling marketing packages. And our goal is to make your phone ring, to get you new clients, to get you new customers, get you new donors if you're a nonprofit, to get you new uh, members if you're a church. But I know a lot of the businesses I deal with, when we're onboarding them, one of the things that we ask is, what sets you apart from your competition? We ask it this way. Why should someone choose you versus the guy down the street doing the exact same thing? Yep. And the answer we get usually is our customer service, yep. which kind of sounds like, you know, if you're an office fan, that was the sales guys on the office. The reason you should go with Dunder Mifflin and not the big box paper store is that our customer service is better. Yeah, you're going to pay a little bit more, but our customer service is better. And so I kind of think that everyone believes that their customer service is the best. Of course. Um, But the problem is everyone believes that. And so when, when I push on, okay, well, what's different about your customer service you can't just tell me, well, you care more. Uh, Everybody claims to care. Everybody claims to, we'll do what we say we're going to do. One example, we work with a great client that they're carpet cleaners. And one of their big sizzle points is they set a time, not a window, and he shows up on time. He doesn't give you this 8 to 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. window and and then call you at 1245 saying, hey, I'm about an hour out, but we'll be there. Because that's what people are expecting. But what they get from this company is your appointment is at 930. And we're going to schedule things out in such a way that there is no way that we're going to be late to it. 
And yep. if it means missing out on another opportunity, we're not going to get so greedy. And so they do a great job with that. I've got a restoration company that we work with and they're helping people when the people calling their basement is just flooded or they just found mold or their house burned down. They have trained the people answering the phone. Their phone team really almost function as counselors. So it's like, we're going to care about you uh, yep. because the worst thing, your house just burned down and you're calling, Hey, I need somebody to come help and, you know, mm. get somebody on the phone. And there are some companies like this because I've worked with them and told them, Hey, you guys need to be better on the phone, but you know, it's, Hey, okay. What's the address? Okay. Well, all right. We can have somebody there tomorrow. All right. Thanks. You know, and they're just thinking about the job and, and mm. this company, they are focused on really almost ministering to the people who are calling in, who just lost almost everything and, you know, just got out alive with them and the pets. Mm. So they're going to walk them through and, and they'll tell you, you know, we're going to hold your hand because the insurance process is stressful enough, even if you hadn't just lost everything. So I, we're going to help you with insurance. Don't worry yep. about that. We're going to mm. help you through this process. I love it. And when you work it out, what you just said, you made me think. Everyone will say they've got great customer service. You made that point. It's a great point. You can actually use that in your pitch. The stake is everybody has great customer service. That's the stake. You can say, you know what, Harry? Everyone out there, including me, Harry, we're all going to tell you we got the greatest customer service. But, Harry, let me explain why ours, I believe, is better. I'll just tell you now. And then you're selling the sizzle of your customer service, mm -hmm. which is exactly what you just said. These guys just about minister to these people. How fantastic is that? So offer up the stake of what everyone else does. Yeah, Harry, everyone's going to tell you that they've got great customer service. So I'm going to tell you the same. But let me tell you what makes us a little bit different. Mm -hmm. That's the sizzle. When that sizzle happens, I think customers, at least in the States, even though everyone claims that they've got great customer service, there's not a whole lot of businesses that do. Huh. In fact, if you ever have to deal with customer service, and this may be worldwide, but I know when I've got to call customer service for most companies and some industries more so than others, I brace myself because I just know it is going to be a poor experience and I'm probably going to be angry when I get off this. Yeah. I think most people just brace themselves for a bad customer service experience. Hmm. When you not only give them a good customer service experience, but you blow their mind like, oh my gosh, that was so much better than I thought it was going to be. Man, you've got a lifelong customer right there. They're yeah. going to come back. If you've got a yeah. service that they can keep coming back to, if you're an insurance agent or, you know, whatever, when they need your product again, you're who they're coming to. Yeah. A friend of mine calls it Disney service because, you know, I, I, I only went to Disneyland. When was it? Three years ago was the first time I ever went to Disneyland in Anaheim. And I can remember, it made me laugh that my wife was with me and, and our, our COO was with me. And I was complaining, right? I was having the biggest whinge of all time because Disneyland, everywhere you go, you can buy a souvenir. It's like everywhere. I was saying to my wife, I said, oh, it's terrible. All they want to do is sell you bloody souvenirs. That was it. Anyway, we were waiting in line to get a photograph with Tinkerbell. And what's the sizzle with Disneyland? They are all in character, right? So anyway, well, I'm still whinging and complaining. 
And then finally, we get to Tinkerbell. And Tinkerbell looks at me in the Tinkerbell voice and said, you look so sad today. And I said, <laughs> oh, I'm just a bit angry. I talked to her like she wasn't Tinkerbell. <laughs> she stayed in character all the way through and said, let me give you a hug because pixie dust fixes everything. It was the sizzle of Disneyland, right? And I just sat back and I, I was a mess. I tell you, I was crying. And then we went and saw Mickey Mouse and Mickey Mouse saw me crying. Come up, give me a hug. It was just full on sizzle, sizzle, love, Disney sizzle. Right. you got to do the same. When it comes to that customer service, if you can get to that Disney level, what a wonderful level to be at where they think of you that when they think of customer service in websites, they're thinking of Jono. When they think of customer service in digital marketing campaigns, they think of Jono. If we think of, like you and I, look how we've raved on about Apple. Right. There's millions of other phones that we could buy, but we just love owning that Apple. I mean, you know, I call my Mac, I call it Mary Mac. It's got a name. <laughs> it's almost human. That's pure sizzle. Yeah. And even things like reviews are sizzle. There's nothing more important than great reviews, right? Customer testimonies are great sizzle. Current ones, not ones from two or three years ago, current ones. Mr. Smith, are you really happy with my service? Would you mind leaving me a review? I'll even help you get to the pay. That's all sizzle. And we just narrowed it down. If we had hours and hours, we could go right through product. But we've narrowed it down to just customer support. The stake, everyone will tell them they've got great customer service. But the sizzle is Jono's version, Harry's version. Let me show you our reviews, what customer service means to us. Let me show you our testimonials. Did yeah. you know that the average person has worked for the camel for three years? Mm. So I can guarantee you when you call the camel, it's most likely you're going to talk to the same person you spoke to two years ago. That's what our customer service is like. We don't have people leave in three months. In our last yearly ball, we gave away 11 five-year pins. That's how serious we are about hanging on our people so they can always look after you. That's sizzle. Yeah. So just to go back again, what you've got to do is you've got to look at your products or services or what you're going to get people to book or buy, and you've got to ask, what are the pain points of this? But most importantly, what's the pleasure? If you haven't got any pleasure points and all you're seeing is, and it's an honesty thing, John, you've got to be honest with yourself when you do it. Maybe get someone else to do it. But if you haven't got pleasure points, you've got to create them because you'll never sell sizzle unless you've got pleasure. Very yeah. important. It's hard to do because you, we're all busy and it's hard to step back and work on the business because we're neck deep in the business. But hmm. man, even just carving out an hour to stop and think through, okay, what is the sizzle here? What is going yeah. to set me apart? And how do I communicate that on my website? How do I communicate that on my social media? How do I communicate yep. that when I'm talking to people? How do I communicate that in whatever interaction, in whatever the way that you interact with potential clients, potential customers, or, or existing customers even? Because with existing customers that are going to be with you, if you offer a monthly service, then that first month, 
Yeah. I believe that first month really determines how long they're going to stay with you and, and, and really kicking off strong. That's why uh, mm. when you sign on with our services, you know, you're going to get a big old box of cookies in the mail yeah. in the first week. And, you know, I want you to get those cookies and we're going to stay in touch that first month, big time. And you're going to get updates and we're going to talk and you're going to have a link to my calendar. So we're going to be in communication and, and really kicking off strong. If you need customers to stick with you is a big deal, but it just takes stepping back, looking at it, thinking, getting away, carving out an hour and evaluating really what is my sizzle and how am I going to communicate that? What makes me just really be able to answer that question? What separates you and your business's sizzle from the pack? If you would just say customer service, that's still too broad. I think we, we really need to drill that down. What yeah. makes your customer service better than everybody else? Like you said, what oh, yeah. makes your product different? What makes your insurance better, your organization uh, more trustworthy, your church more attractive? What is that? And, and then let that drive, you know, run your decisions about marketing and sales through the funnel of the sizzle, really, or through the filter of the sizzle. And uh, I think you see a pretty drastic improvement. And people don't forget, I, I had a really great mate of mine who was probably one of the best new car salesmen uh, in my hometown in Australia. And every new car he sold, when he delivered the car, if it was a female, there was a bunch of flowers in the front seat. And mm -hmm. new age, whatever it is, women love flowers, right? Because mm -hmm. their husband usually doesn't buy them for them, neither does their boyfriend. If it was a guy, he would fill the tank. So they got a mm -hmm. full gas tank, which normally you get enough to get around the corner, right? He would fill it up and he'd always say to them, George, it was really great doing business with you. And just as a gift from me, your first full tank was on me. Those guys would never forget it. George, your wife, it was great that she was here with us. I wanted to buy her flowers. They're in the front seat. You can even pretend you gave them from yourself. They never forgot it. And yeah. they would come back, you know, like four years later or two years later to buy another car. And they'd always say, I want to talk to Tony. I'll never forget the flowers. So it might be something simple like a box of chocolates or something. You're right. Yeah. No? The sizzle doesn't have to necessarily be expensive. No, the sizzle is a special moment. Like if you go to a hotel and you open the door and it's got, you know, those little chocolates that are sitting on the pillow. Oh, that's a sizzle moment. Especially yeah. if they're really good chocolates. I love it when they fold the towels into some duck or something like I can remember there's one hotel, like I think it's in Singapore. When you walk in there, there's a note, a handwritten note. Mr. Hodge, we are so excited that you're spending one day, two days with us, and it's handwritten. I'll never yeah. forget that. I guess we'll land the plane here. We're almost out of time, unless anyone has any questions. We're taking our family a spring break next week for our kids, and yeah. so we're going on a cruise. We're going on a carnival cruise, but every year, it always comes up. We were at my kid's soccer game last night, and so there's some friends. They're going on a cruise too, but they're going on a Disney cruise. And when you hear yeah. someone going on a Disney cruise, you, everyone knows that a Disney cruise is three times the cost of any other cruise. Wow. And the ships, you know, they're Disney themed, but, you know, Carnival's got some, the ships really aren't all that different. But what makes you willing to pay three times as much for a cruise 
is that Disney sizzle that Tinkerbell is going to be serving you dessert, you know, coming by <laughs> your table. That sizzle is going to be on that ship and people are willing to pay it. I'm not yeah. yet. I got to grow my business some more before I can afford a Disney cruise. But, you know, we could give those kinds of illustrations all day. Hopefully we have, you know, drilled that in everyone's head. I love talking about this stuff. I, I don't want to make too big of a sales pitch here, but if anybody listening or watching on Facebook, wherever you are, just wants to talk through like, hey, I need 15, 20 minutes to bounce some ideas off of you, Jono, about, about the sizzle, about improving myself. I would love to just sit there and listen. So you can book a discovery call. If you're thinking, hey, you know, we know what our sizzle is. We need to know how to communicate it on our website. Well, I would love yeah. to talk to you or your social media, whatever it is. I would love to step in and help you think through your sizzle and think through what it is that's different about you from every other roofer or every other insurance agent out there, whatever it is, and see how we can communicate that. Uh, I enjoy that. And uh, I really do love helping businesses grow. Thank you for listening. If you're looking for personalized suggestions to help grow your business through digital marketing, please email Jono at socialsphere.media.com.